Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. episode on social media. Also, you can share us with a friend. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Alcoves of Evergreen. Tonight, we'll read the next part to The Secret Garden, a novel by Frances Hodgson Burnett, published in 1911. Set in England, it is now one of Burnett's most popular novels and seen as a classic of English children's literature. If you'd like to listen to this story's episodes easily in order, go to snoozecast.com slash series. In the last episode, Mary is having a fantastic time practicing with her skipping rope all over the grounds of Misselthwaite Manor when she stumbles upon the secret garden. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. now inside the wonderful garden and she could come through the door under the ivy any time and she felt as if she had found a world all her own. 
The sun was shining inside the four walls and the high arch of blue sky over this particular piece of Misselthwaite seemed even more brilliant and soft than it was over the moor. The robin flew down from his treetop and hopped about or flew after her from one bush to another. He chirped a good deal and had a very busy air, as if he were showing her things. Everything was strange and silent, and she seemed to be hundreds of miles away from anyone. But somehow, she did not feel lonely at all. All that troubled her was her wish that she knew whether all the roses were dead, or if perhaps some of them had lived and might put out leaves and buds as the weather got warmer. Her skipping rope had hung over her arm when she walked in, and after she had walked about for a while, she thought she would skip round the whole garden, stopping when she wanted to look at things. There seemed to have been grass paths here and there, and in one or two corners there were alcoves of evergreen with stone seats or tall, moss-covered flower urns in them. As she came near the second of these alcoves, she stopped skipping. There had once been a flower bed in it, and she thought she saw something sticking out of the black earth. Some sharp little pale green points. She remembered what Ben Weatherstaff had said and she knelt down to look at them. Yes, they are tiny growing things, and they might be crocuses, or snowdrops, or daffodils, she whispered. She bent very close to them and sniffed the fresh scent of the damp earth. She liked it very much. Perhaps there are some other ones coming up in other places, she said. I will go all over the garden and look. She did not skip, but walked. She went slowly kept her eyes on the ground. She looked in the old border beds and among the grass. And after she had gone round...